Hello, friends. Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we discuss ideas that lead to better health and growth for your church. This episode will bring to a close our podcast series on vision casting for your church. Before we introduce some new content, Hun, why don't we briefly review the journey we've been on? What do you say? Be glad to. We began this series by asserting that your church, well, every church really, needs a vision. A vision identifies what you believe God wants your church to be or do in the next three to five years, let's say. Then we offered some suggestions on how to select a vision casting team. This is the team that will actually dream about the future and put that dream into some clearly defined goals. In episode number 156, we asserted that the first step for this vision casting team and for the church is to identify the church's mission, for that mission will strongly influence and shape the church's vision. Then we talked about three essential characteristics of effective visions. They need to be specific, not vague, challenging, and God-sized, not boring and unstimulating, and they need to be measurable. You need to be able to track your progress along the way. Then in podcast episode number 158, we offered several tips as the vision casting team begins their brainstorming of ideas. And finally, in our last episode, we discussed how to craft and prioritize vision casting statements, the specific, challenging, and measurable goals that actually comprise the church's vision for the future. Wow, hun. That was really good. That was a helpful, concise, loaded review. And <laughs> now I'm out of breath. <laughs> no, that was really helpful. Thanks for going over all of that. So we've completed all of those things that you just mentioned. So where are we now? The vision casting team has discussed and voted on several vision statements. So where do they go from here? Okay, well, they need to forward those goals, that vision to the final decision makers. Now, in many churches of Christ, we understand those ultimate decision makers may be the church's elders, or it may be a board or a senior leadership team that makes the final decision. Or I guess in some cases, it may be the vision casting team itself Mm -hmm. who will decide what the church's vision will be. Well, I suppose the next group of people to see the vision casting team's work They may want to modify the vision that has been discerned by the VC team or that next group, they may want to add or take away from those vision statements. They may need to do a little revision. Right. Someone needs to be responsible for approving the final decision. That's Mm -hmm. the point. Right. So let's assume the vision that the vision casting team has identified is approved by the key leaders of the church. We've made it that far. What's next? Okay. Then the vision needs to be revealed. It needs to be announced to the congregation. But let's encourage church leaders to announce this vision in a couple of steps. First of all, we recommend that the approved vision is shared with key staff, key untitled leaders in the church, and key volunteers before it is shared with the entire congregation. Start with a smaller group of key leaders. Mm-hmm. I think this is such a vital suggestion, and I'm, I'm sure our listeners can see the wisdom in starting small, then widening the circle. 
You just want to get those key leaders on board before it's announced to the whole church. And let's add that when the elders or the VC team or whoever makes the final decision on the church's vision, let's add that when they meet with those key volunteers and key lay leaders, that they explain the why of the vision statements. They will surely want to explain each of the goals or vision statements, but when they do, they need to explain why those goals and how those goals tie into accomplishing the church's mission. They just need to know the rationale. Yes, very good. I I like that suggestion so much. In other words, I guess we could say that you want to sell the vision to your key volunteers, your key lay leaders, and key stakeholders before announcing it to the entire church. It won't hurt to give people the opportunity to weigh in on the vision before it goes to the whole church. Right, right. I think I think what we're looking for and what we're saying is buy-in. And people will buy in once they have an opportunity to weigh in, don't you think? Yeah. They are more likely to support what they have a part of creating, what they've been able to put their fingerprints on. So by all means, allow others the chance to be part of the process. Early on, let those lay leaders in on the vision you feel God has placed on their hearts of those on the vision casting team. You will want their support, and you really need their support before the whole church is informed of the vision. Okay, good. Then, after you inform a group of key volunteers and key leaders of the vision, it's time to announce the vision to the whole church. Now, please hear us on this, church leaders. Don't go before the church and just announce the vision of the church. Ask for the church's Mm -hmm. support. Mm -hmm. Ask them if they would get behind the vision that the leaders of the church have prayerfully considered, approved, and is now putting before the church. Well said. Again, you want to sell the vision to the church. Explain to them the need for and benefits of a vision. Let them know the depth of prayer and hard work that's gone into the discernment of this vision. It wasn't something put together in 30 minutes on the back of a piece of cardboard or something. (laughs) Explain each vision statement and the why behind each goal after you've let them know the depth of prayer and hard work. Show them how the vision will serve to accomplish the church's mission. Mission. Sell that vision. Inspire the church. Get them on board. Ask them to be a part. Yes. And by the way, make this day when you announce the vision to the church and ask for her support, make this day and this event big. Make it the launch of a new and bold dream for the church. Do whatever you can to promote this announcement. Let the church know that something big is on the horizon. It's a new beginning. Call it a launch Sunday if you want. Have a special meal together when you announce it. Do whatever you can to give this new beginning the promotion it deserves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do something different. Maybe instead of a potluck, you have it catered. You have the mission up. You have some really exciting, special things that designate this is a big deal. It's a new day for our congregation. So we have also promised our our listeners to mention a few other steps, hon. 
I think we, we promised that earlier. So what should be done after the vision is approved and announced to the church? What next steps are good? Yeah. Okay, well, our first suggestion, our first next step is that you select just one high-priority vision statement to begin working on in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Your intermediate-range vision may include six to 12 vision statements, but we would encourage you to just focus on one, maybe two in the coming year. That way the church won't get distracted trying to work on too many goals at once. So just pick one or maybe two vision statements to work on in the next 12 months. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And our second suggestion is that you decide who's going to be responsible for developing and implementing an action plan or a strategy to accomplish the high-priority goal. You will need the appropriate ministry to grab the bull by the horns. For example, if your high-priority vision statement is something like this, We want to see 70% of our members actively participating in a small group within three years. Then you will want to charge a group's ministry team to devise a strategy to accomplish that goal. If your high priority vision statement is to triple the number of young families in your church in the next five years, then you will want to initiate and charge a young family's ministry with responsibility for designing and implementing an action plan that will accomplish that goal. Right. So who will be responsible for what by when? Figure that out. Right. Right. Someone needs to be appointed to be responsible for planning and implementing an action plan. And speaking of an action plan, our third suggestion has to do with that action plan that the appropriate ministry is working on. Narrow the broader vision statement into a written action plan with a short-term duration. Rather than think about everything that needs to be accomplished to move the vision forward, Look to the next 90 days and focus on who's going to be responsible for doing what within those next 90 days. I like that. I like that. Uh, Decide what you need to do in the next 90 days to Mm -hmm. get the ball rolling. Good. Mm -hmm. Because that's not a time to drop the ball. No, no. Okay. Our final next step suggestion is to remember that a vision must be kept before the church often, and it must be repeated many, many times. It must be communicated and often. Mm-hmm. Vision casters know that it is their responsibility to keep everyone focused. Again, it's just impossible to keep everyone focused and aligned if you are trying to run after 10 vision statements at a time. That's true. So someone or some ones need to keep the vision statement that you are focused on before the church. You just can't talk about the vision enough It's like the mission. You can't remind the church enough of the church's mission and vision. Remind, 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 promote, promote, promote. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you cannot get it out there too much. Okay, is there anything else we want to add before concluding this conversation, hon? Yes, there is, hon. This brings to a close our podcast series on vision casting for your church. We hope that we have shared some helpful information on how church leaders can craft for themselves a compelling vision for their church. However, 
Some of our listeners, some of you, may still want someone else, a third party, to help them with the crucial task of crafting that vision for your church. There is value in bringing in a third party. We've discovered that. There is value in bringing in an experienced consultant who has done this kind of work before. This service is one resource that the Effective Church Leaders team offers to church leaders. When we contract with the church, we agree to work with that church for three months on this particular project. In the first month, we help church leaders take the preliminary steps to drafting a compelling vision. Then in the second month, we come on site for a weekend planning retreat, and at the end of that weekend, the leaders have produced a vision for their church. Then, in the third month, we advise the church on how they can begin to implement the vision and what they should do next. So, if any of you are interested in talking with us about the possibility of our helping your church craft a three- to five-year vision for your church, please drop us a line, and we'll start the conversation. We'd be happy to help your church identify future plans for the years ahead. Just shoot us an email at hello at effectivechurchleaders.com, and we'll start a dialogue. That's mm-hmm. that's hello at effectivechurchleaders.com. Mm-hmm. Great. We're just rooting for you all. This is an important thing for your churches. And that does it for this podcast series. We're planning to return after the first of the new year with a brand new series that offers you church leaders ideas for health and growth of your church. May God bless you as you wrap up your 2023 ministry efforts and as you plan for an exciting new year in the service of our God. And many thanks for listening in to the Effective Church Leaders podcast in 2023, and we hope we can count on you to tune in again in 2024. God bless.